Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. everybody welcome back to the man up podcast uh the spiritual oasis for men um we're coming to you from sugarland texas uh specifically sugarland baptist church uh and with me here are two of our regulars uh, we are in the middle of second samuel uh we are using as a as a guide um connect 360 published by Baptist Way Press, Triumphs and Troubles. And this study of 2 Samuel, we're kind of still in the triumphs part of it. Uh, we will be getting the troubles in a couple of weeks, but uh, certainly today's lesson falls uh, smack in the middle of triumphs. We get a, a good look at David and how faithful he was capable of being and how restrained he was capable of being. Um, so, as I said, uh, we've got here... Uh, Robert Koshu, who is our corporate trainer, uh, certainly our class intellectual, uh, happy to have him, and our class deacon, Kyle Trahan. Um, I'm filling in for Bill Cox, who is claims to be at a meeting. We'll take him at his word. <laughs> it's, uh, and uh, we hope that uh, is, I hate meetings, so I hope that is uh, <laughs> not uh, either, either, I hope he's either making it up or it's going easy. So <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'll start, I'll start with, with uh, you, Robert. Um, 2 Samuel 7, um, this is where we are. Uh, Preliminary thoughts, maybe a rundown yeah. as to as to what um, happened here, and and so so where we are in story. Um, so David has established himself as king over Israel and Judah. Judah had him at first. Israel had this whole thing with we're going to try to keep Saul's people in place, and they decided, yeah, forget that. Um, David decides to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. So we studied that last week where the big celebration and got in a little tiff with his first wife. Very interesting little discussion. And so now he's starting to think about long term. And so I think this is a really good this is a really good setup for how do you Bill always likes to say that part of a man's life at the end he starts looking at legacy and what is he going to live? So this is when David starts thinking about his legacy. I've, you know, I've, I've got myself the kingdom of both kings as God promised. I have captured my capital city. I have now brought the Ark of the Covenant and established this as the place of worship for Yahweh. So what's next? You know, how do I improve on that legacy? And so, okay. so <coughs> pardon me. No. Um, so, you know, the, um, the adrenaline's flowing at this point. And like Robert said, you know, I've, I've done all this. We're at this point. All is great. Now let's look forward. It's but momentum. in this one, he had momentum. 
He, exactly. That, I think that's big the big mouth. <laughs> yeah, he right. had the big mouth. <laughs> um, uh, very good word. Um, he took the, I'm going to call it criticism that came from Nathan, which came from the Lord, ultimately, of course, and actually stopped in his tracks. And that's hard to do from a guy's perspective, mm -hmm. any perspective. Um, we'll read this in a moment uh, to, to, to set another bit of background. Uh, as, as, as Robert said, David brought the ark back to Jerusalem. He really brought the ark to Jerusalem. It had never been in Jerusalem, but is now truly back in the Jewish nation, in the Israelite nation. And, but if you go back to the way the ark is built and set up, in Exodus, and it is, it's in a tent, essentially. It's portable. Uh, it's, uh, it, and, and it's all spelled out in, in, in Exodus, uh, how big the tent should be, how big the area around it. The, 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 the Jewish temple was essentially built almost along these lines, with the idea of, a, of the ark being in the Holy of Holies, a tent for the priests, a tent for the men, a tent, a, 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 an outer area for the women, and then an outer area for everyone else. Uh, I, I'm being very general here, but essentially what we have for the ark is a tent. Um, elaborate, holy, no doubt about that. And David's going to contrast this, because as we, as we saw a couple of weeks back, David has a palace uh, built with the assistance of the king of Tyre, Cedar, and all of that. And David begins to wonder, gee, I live in a palace. What can I do or what should I do about the Ark of the Covenant? And so, um, Robert, could you, could you read? Absolutely. It's a long, it's a long section there, but you, can you read, read for us? Uh, this is 2 Samuel chapter 7. After the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am, living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, This is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites up out of Egypt to this day. I have been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now then, tell my servant David, This is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them so that they have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning, and have done since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies." The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you. 
your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men, with flogging inflicted by human hands. But my love will never be taken away from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. Nathan reported to David all the words of this entire revelation. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And has and as if this were not enough in your sight, sovereign Lord, you have also spoken about the future of the house of your servant. And this decree, sovereign Lord, is for a mere human. What more can David say to you? For you know your servant, sovereign Lord, for the sake of your word and according to your will, you have done this great thing and made it known to your servant. How great you are, sovereign Lord! There is no one like you, and there is no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. And who is like your people Israel, the one nation on earth that God went out to redeem as a people for himself, and to make a name for himself, and to perform great and awesome wonders by driving out nations and their gods before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt? You have established your people Israel as your very own forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. And now, Lord God, keep forever the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house. Do as you promised, so that your name will be great forever. Then people will say, The Lord Almighty is God over Israel, and the house of your servant David will be established in your sight. Lord Almighty, God of Israel, you have revealed this to your servant, saying, I will build a house for you, so your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. Sovereign Lord, you are God. Your covenant is trustworthy and have promised these good things to your servant. Now be pleased to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever in your sight, for you, sovereign Lord, have spoken. And with your blessing, the house of your servants will be blessed forever. All right, thank you. Um, let's start by rolling it back toward the beginning. And What exactly is the role of Nathan right now in David's court? And is it different from the way Samuel was with, with Saul so many years back? I think the, way, the only way it's really different, and I may be wrong about this, I think, I think Samuel, not Samuel, yeah, Samuel, he dropped in periodically. <laughs> that it was, you know, Samuel's over here doing his thing at Shiloh, I think is where the <laughs> ark was, and Saul was, I can't remember where his capital was, but he was in his palace and doing his thing and every now and then Samuel at first at least Samuel would drop in I think Samuel completely well, shut him out at some point yeah. but yes, so. I, I think Nathan has been there from the beginning I think Nathan is there all the time I think he is I think part of the difference between Saul and David other than the obvious connection with God was that that David knew he needed a wise man of God. That his job was to rule the people and he would be the Lord's representative, but that he needed a man who was devoted just to that function of God. A and spiritual so, advisor. Yeah, a spiritual advisor. Uh, he's, uh, the, uh, he's the priest. He's the... I, and the, the new, 
it always calls him a prophet. Mm-hmm. And I really wonder if he wasn't part of the priestly group. He cert- well, he's, he's presented like a, yeah. a prophet. He, he ha- he's able to be a third-party connection with the Lord. He's able to report back to David, mm-hmm. this is what the Lord says. Right. And, and obviously, David gives him yeah. credibility for that. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if, it, if, if you think back into the Middle Ages where mm-hmm. the priest or the bishop of the city kind of hung out with the king, mm-hmm. if it wasn't that kind of a deal, that he was mm-hmm. kind of the priest, a, Le- a Levite. We, and we don't know that much about Nathan. You know, was he a Levite? You know, my, my feeling is he was part of that priestly class. Mm-hmm. It was Caiaphas. Spring it all the way forward. I mean, that would be a good if 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 my assumptions are correct. And, and, and if we're going on that premise that he's right next to the rulers right. of mm-hmm. the day. At, know, at a bare minimum, time, that, that's a Romans. that's a really good comparison. Although <laughs> he doesn't come with the baggage, he's not occupied. He's not yeah. trying to balance it. But but what is well, it? no. But I mean, in, it's, in reference to that. Lateral person, take mm-hmm. it all the way forward, and it's a Caiaphas of Jesus' Jesus's day. But he he actually there's that that bit where we talked about momentum a little while ago, and that's what he almost says. At first, <laughs> David kind of runs this idea of building building a, a temple or a house for the ark, and Nathan says. Yeah, whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it. The Lord is with you. The wind is behind you. He actually doesn't even say, he says the Lord is with you. And then God apparently, so, oh, God, God then tells Nathan, whoa, 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 whoa. So what do we make of this? <laughs> what do we make of this? this, this um, I, I think Nathan may be new <laughs> and, and chosen because of the like. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have a new king. You know, or whatever. You have a king, and he's looking for the progressive, the one that'll also follow ish mm-hmm. his way of thinking. I am anointed by the Lord, so I want some guy that's going to follow along with me. Mm-hmm. And by saying, oh, just go ahead, you know, mm-hmm. Lord's with you, to me it shows his, his young stature in this position. Oh, okay. So he was a yes man he, instead of a backbone. Well, well, well sure, go ahead, King. Yes, God's with you. Well, well, and and he's also looking at it. David had been in in constant Jerusalem at most ten years at this point. At most, and I'm really thinking it's more like five to six. He hadn't been there long, so he's really just now assembled his court. To, to your point, and the house and, is built. And, yeah, well, and not only that, but how can you not be like? Because all right, so let's run. Let's run through the chronology. Running from Saul, I'm now the king of Judah. Two years later, I'm the king of Israel and Judah. Within the next year, I've got my city <laughs> that I captured with my commando, SEAL Team Six raid. My guys, my mighty men captured. So it's my city now. I looked at the king of Tyre, and he was threatened by me. So what? I mean, let, let's be honest. All the cedar and all that was a payoff not to invade. <laughs> it was a tribute. Mm-hmm. Here, don't invade us. Here's all the wood you need. Build your palace. And and you know, and he, and he built it of cedar and gold and all that good stuff. So it's a 
it's a fine establishment, as it were. So, you know, and, and I brought the ark here, so the ark of the covenant is there, and I'm in a house of cedar, and the ark's over there in a tent. House of cedar, ark's in a tent. Nathan, I think we ought to build a, build a house for the ark of the covenant. What do you think? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, kind of looks right. Yeah, it's Did the next step. Did you hear him go all redneck on this? <laughs> I heard serious redneck in those comments. I, I have that periodically. Uh -huh. <laughs> we is in Texas. <laughs> That's fine. You know, but but I could see that if if you think about it, it, it's one of those. He's young in his position. That matter of fact, really, the whole court is new at this point. Well, no one's been in power more than. Everything is new, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it really, I think it is the next logical step. And, and, and I want to kind of think about how often do we as guys, and let's kind of think mm -hmm. about this as men for a little bit. How often do we as men look and go, that's the next logical step, let's go for it. Oh, every time. <laughs> and Almost then, every and time. Then, and then what happens <laughs> Sometimes it's not the direction God wanted you to go yeah. in, and says nope. Well, yeah. it's it's interesting because we're still David's still at a point where when he he know he knows enough to listen to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Second, Nathan, who might have gotten carried away, he is able not only to have not only be sense enough to hear the Lord on these second thoughts. But also to bring them to David. Well, which is which is how 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 much how often if you're being an underling, you, you your boss comes up with an idea, and it sounds great, and then you sleep on it, and you maybe you consider a few angles, and you just want to tell him no, I, I don't think this is going to work out as well as I thought it did yesterday. Well, and, and then and but then you gotta you gotta kind of say it up. Yeah, I was but, you know I was wrong. <laughs> but David is also. Priestly, yeah, I mean, not necessarily a full-on priest, but he definitely took so, the role last week. <laughs> you gonna say yes, and he did exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, and he doesn't do that often, but he can perform that. You gotta figure this isn't their first interlude, so they're gonna have had philosophical conversations and stuff like that. So, I mean, just what we. Reed doesn't give you the background into their their friendship or their relationship, whatever that is, however that is. And so, you know, I see that maybe that's a different conversation that he comes back and says, David, man, you know, and back then, God spoke to these people more than he does to us. Or he doesn't smack us upside the head with a Nathan or a Samuel or a coming in and you, making a really convincing argument to us. Uh, we don't get that these days, but they did back then. And, uh, you know, if he was led enough hearing from God, which I'm sure you got to be, right? The conviction to go back to David well, with that, I would think, would be persuasive enough mm -hmm. because it's God's word that it's going to, He's after God's heart, so God's word is going to speak to him in a way. Yeah. And this is the first time Nathan confronts David. In two weeks, we're going to get to a story that that I, I am going to tell every every one of our listeners. 
Oh, you did so six. we're in week four. We've got week five to come. Week six and seven of this. So in two weeks, we're going to do two weeks on one of the absolute best stories. In and, the spring. And, and, <laughs> oh, I know where we're at. <laughs> and, and Nathan will be confronting David again mm-hmm. over a much more, well, uh-huh. I don't know if I'd call it much more serious, but much more personal yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where we start to see Nathan's character. And as you said, Steve, has guys, part of the problem, I, I, I have a theory of corporate America. So I do, I do a lot of leadership study, a lot of leadership training. I'm reading a book right now called uh, Leadership Emotional Quotient based on uh, EQ 2.0. EQ2I is the assessment that was built and lots of psychological study mumbo-jumbo mixed in with it, but it talks about how there is a problem in corporate America right now because, and we saw it particularly in 2008, because all these boards, all the CEOs, who did they have on their boards? A bunch of bobbleheads. And when I say bobblehead, everybody knows what a bobblehead does, right? Yes, yeah, sir. yeah, yes, good sir. idea. Let's do that. Uh-huh. And, and no one who would dissent. And that led in my mind, directly to, and so background again for everybody. So in 2008, I was an employee of the infamous three-letter company that became the poster boy for the financial crisis, AIG. Now, to make matters even more fun, my wife was in the mortgage industry on the default servicing foreclosure side. (laughs) So because of that, I did, unfortunately, I think I just lost an entire copier paper box of white papers and stuff that were done on this at the time that I had printed off and was reading through and doing things with. And a lot of what contributed to it was there was a bunch of yes-men in in leadership that when a leader said, let's go do this, there were just a bunch of people going, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Bunch of bobbleheads and no dissenting voice. And you know, one one I'm gonna, I'm gonna give everybody a leadership trick. If you are in leadership and you're running projects and all of that, you need a Nathan. You need a guy who's gonna wait, put the brakes on, let's do it. So one of the tricks I do when I do projects, I always find a really good friend of mine who's on the project, and I say, I need you to do do me a favor. I said, what's that? I don't care if you totally agree with what we're doing. I need you to bring up all the negative back end of it. He goes, seriously? I'm like, yeah. He goes, why? I said, because I want it. I want everybody to feel comfortable talking about it, so we can make decisions without everybody getting on the getting on the train. It builds up a groupthink, and I think groupthink is the worst thing that we can happen because that's what's happening here. Everybody's in a groupthink mode, heading to let's build the temple for God. One thing that I just want to bring before we go to our heartbreak is. Uh at least in the text, David doesn't consult God before <laughs> ramrodding his oh, yeah. project into motion, as we're calling it for the evening. Um, you know, that it, it, we hadn't said it, and boy, you know, you can see yeah. the reaction here from, from the group. It's a good point. Um, that he, he had a thought, and it was good. It really was. And I wonder what God's reaction would have been had David went... God, look, you have blessed me so richly in everything you do for me daily. 
what if I were to build you an awesome temple like what you have provided for me? Instead, he went after it. But again, he did pull back. But We'll talk a little bit about what God actually said. <laughs> yes. Right after, right after this. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. We're back. Uh, this is the Man Up podcast, a spiritual oasis for men. We're talking about uh, David, his uh, desire, decision, or maybe aborted decision to build a temple for the Lord. This is 2 Samuel chapter 7. Uh, indeed, uh, he was about to go ahead and do it, and Nathan, his his spiritual advisor, his on-staff priest, his 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 uh, advisor tells him, tells, actually gets a message from God. God says, don't do this. And God actually kind of asks, forms it as a question. Says, did I ever ask? For example, <laughs> I've given you one, but did I ever ask for one? But he does go on, then he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't admonish David here as much as give him another promise. Uh, and what I find interesting about this is that uh, David, like any other king, uh, is decides he's going to have a building program, and this is where this is where Saul got into trouble. Where Saul began to look around at all the other kings and how they were behaving, and gee, I guess we need to accommodate the idols. We need to do this, and David. Uh, Time-honored tradition in, in Egypt, which, which was still the reigning power of this time, uh, every pharaoh tried to outbuild the other pharaoh, in, and they were, they were building temples to their own Pyramid, religion. They were building yeah. temples to their burials, and, but temples to, to Ra. And so David just decides to join in the fun. I'm going to build a temple to my God. And God pulls him back from that, and in, in his message to David, he kind of tells him really what, what his kingdom is all about and why it doesn't need a temple. Hmm. And, and uh, he promises David, nonetheless, you are going to be, your, 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 your kingdom will be everlasting. Well, and, and here we see I think an early prophecy of Christ as well here. Because we do see that your sin's going to be punished by men and be flogged and beaten with rods. 
So we do see that. So you, mm -hmm. I, I, and I think you get a dual prophecy there because I do think you mm -hmm. get the basically after Solomon, everything goes to pardon the expression, hell in a handbasket, <laughs> and mm -hmm. the Israelites are punished severely multiple this, times this is, over. This begins in verse yeah. twelve. Verse yeah. twelve. Uh, at, when, you're, you, when, when, when your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring. And as we know, Jesus was born into the line of David. David. Absolutely. And so I think, I think here we start to get a, a, a crisp a Messiah prophecy as a part of this. Really, really kind of the first time that it starts talking about the Messiah being from the line of David. Right. So all of it kind of comes back to this as you look at it. And and I just I'm one thing I found interesting, and I had to look it up because there was a lot of sovereign Lord in here, and and actually the Jewish alliteration of that would be Adonai Elohim, which is very intriguing because it's one of the few times those two words get used together. Usually it's Adonai or Elohim separately, along with Yahweh being used in the priestly piece. And now, at this point, you're getting two strands of the history of God's name being used at the same time, really for, more, for one of the first times. So you're seeing Lord God together and putting those two. I, that, that's an interesting textual thing that I saw, though. It's kind of like, ah, it's kind of interesting <laughs> to look at. But, but I, let's talk about David's response to God, to this. And, and what do you all think about that? Well, he definitely wanted to be a servant to the Lord. Yeah. In ten verses, servant is referenced ten times. Oh, wow. Is this in his prayer? Or yeah, from 19 prayer? on. Mm -hmm. Ten times he references the word servant. I mean, he really took it to heart, I guess, you know, that... Your reign will be great. I think you said mm -hmm. something close to that a second mm -hmm. ago. Why do I need this temple? And he really took that to heart. Oh, wait. I am a servant for my Lord, not a showboat, I guess is the word that I want to use mm -hmm. here. Because that's ultimately what he would have ended up doing. I mean, you said it a second ago that he was following tradition of past kings. And I'm going to build the best temple I can for my God. And he would have showboated. And it would have been his creation for his God instead of God revealing what he wanted for his temple. You know, God revealed the ark. Mm -hmm. This is what I want. Well, he, he gave, well, the temple, the tabernacle and the ark themselves, as, as Steve alluded to earlier, could we could take the description in Leviticus and build an Ark of the Covenant mm -hmm. and build a matter of fact we had several years ago there, there was a tabernacle me. set up oh, a tabernacle over here where basically they set the tabernacle the it's, it's it's quite it's it's quite spelled out you could build I mean it's, it, plans it are there you can, uh, other than can, having a discussion about what exactly is a cubit mm -hmm. <laughs> other so than that we could build it. yeah it's it's, it's and uh, there was a guy near Nashville that built the ark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Full size. And whatever. Um, it, it's getting to what you're saying about 
the idea of, ser of, of David being a servant. I think this, I think this is really the nut of the lesson here. Oh, for man, especially for men, because because the, I think as we like to say, there's there's this isn't the no church answers. Mm -hmm. Some Bible studies look at this and they they get bogged down in the old. Well, God is telling you to wait. God is telling you to be patient. God is God. Sometimes God tells you not not to do something and just wait. Which there are there are aspects of the Bible. There are lessons of Scripture which 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 do say that. This you can you can take. You can take that away on the surface, but I, I think this message is 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 really aimed at David in particular, personally, I think it's a and yes, it's pulling but. it's pulling him back because we've already seen he tends to like to indulge himself, mm -hmm. and and that if he has if he has as you if he has a tragic flaw if he has a character flaw it's it's that it's it's he begins to enjoy power too much. And here we see it, and it's a nice contrast to where we see him end up, where he's still able to fall back on that relationship with God and realize, well, I am not, I am, I am an earthly king. I am a, I am a representative. I am an agent of the Lord, and I am still, you know, I am not, the, he is still the, 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 the general. Part of the um, call is keeping I'm, yourself I'm, in check. Well, and, 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 and that, I think, is a lot to it. It's human nature to want the indulgence. You know, if you're there, you're going to soak it up. You know? Well, especially, especially because, because let's, let's, let's go back to my, my little redneck story. <laughs> literally, literally where, that's literally where they were, though. We built, because th there's some talk that what we're going to talk about next week, where David goes out and beats a bunch of people up, that... Chronologically, that actually happens before <laughs> this. As you look at it, so we go out and we kick everybody's butt around us. <laughs> we just trash them all, and then the king of Tyre says, "Oh yeah, 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 I'm, I'm all good. Here's my <laughs> cedar, build your own house. You know, here's my tribute. Here, go away. And others are bringing right, their wives, right. daughters, marriage alliances, yep. and and we bring, you know, we bring the ark of the covenant oh. in. We have a big celebration." And and does anybody remember what did David do at the end of that? Remember that? He danced, or was that the right, right, right after the celebration? That before everybody went off, before the whole incident wife. with Michael. Oh yes. Now before the whole deal with Michael, <laughs> he gave everybody meat. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. He sent him off with a parting gift. Mm -hmm. He sent him off with food. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a party gift. Right. It, it was right. a takeaway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he had things prepackaged. Yeah. Yeah. I loved y'all brought that out last week. You know, so he is at, as you guys said, he's at the cusp of his power. He's, for lack of a better term, he's filling his oats. Yeah. And he does kind of look at what's the next thing. Well, the next thing is, quite honestly, I'm going to build God a house. But God doesn't want the house. In fact, he says he's not exactly. impressed. It, that's, that is house. such a human measure, the idea uh -huh. of a building. I mean, that's like you, like we you started at this. That's my legacy. Mm. Yes. That that structure over there. That's even, my legacy. Even to, the, even to this day, we you know, uh, you know, they, we have endowments and you're put, even putting your name on a university building or yep. or or putting your name on a building uh, gives you know and and God that's that's not immortality. Uh, no. in, and, and really, it isn't. I mean, it's it's just longer 
you know, a longer, a longer mortality. Right. But God's looking at the real, looking at eternity here. Yeah, temple and, and, can be destroyed. And, and temple says can that, be yeah, rebuilt. And, and, and in fact, that even happens. We see that exactly. That happens. You know, essentially happens once in the Old Testament, and it pretty much it's not really recorded, but it's it, it, its reality hangs over the the book of Revelations. Um, that's the second destruction. So, but but the, the 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 temple, the Lord, the temple of the Lord is established in our hearts ultimately, and and uh, that's again that's what's important. And for now, David at least is grasping that, mm -hmm. and and he realizes, gee, in this prayer, uh, he kind of almost has the divine insight, briefly, where maybe he does, you know. Sense something, something enormous is going to grow out of his line, and we're talking something that's going to happen one thousand years down into his future. Yet he's, and he is completely humbled by it. And uh, we see it again. We see it in in this prayer, and we see it throughout the Psalms he wrote. Uh, but especially here, I am the I am the servant, and he almost thanks God. He, he thanks God for the his gratitude. Thanks God for the blessing. And and um, he again he he reaffirms his relationship with the Lord. Well, you know, again, to me, he does something that to me reminds us so many times that so David didn't go to the Lord with his request to build a home for the Lord. <laughs> he just went and did it. He, well, he, he wanted he, to go. He was it. he was drawing up the plans. His architect was hanging out. Okay. Oh, I'm and thinking he got to the nap napkin sketch yes. point. <laughs> Whenever at that point, and he says it to Nathan, Nathan prays about it, sleeps on it, whatever. The Lord comes to him and says, this isn't going to happen. Really, I think part of it was David's punishment. It's not going to happen for you. I know you really want this, and sometimes... You know, let's take it into the today's world, business. You pour everything into your thought process of a business. You slave on it. You give up family and everything to try and make this thing work. And it doesn't. God says, this wasn't right for you anymore. And so he stopped that, and David didn't get to build his temple. And so that was his punishment, so to speak. Okay, and I know I'm stretching, but so to speak. And David took that very well, you know, and went back again. I said it earlier, put himself back in check. Oops, I missed that step. And he's really trying to go back and focus. Oh, yeah, I am supposed to just be a servant for the Lord. I'm not supposed to be this high almighty king that goes to our own little worlds, you know, that we're not kings, mm -hmm. but in your own world of, oh, I can do whatever I want because mm -hmm. I'm king of my castle. Do we, now let's talk about that. I like that idea. Do you think we need that check? Because I think we do. You, you have know, to have I think that we, check. I think we definitely. Otherwise pride and stupidity get in our moronic ways. <laughs> I mean, just plain and simple. We're human. We're stupid. All, all, all three together. Without three, God, we're morons. All, all, all three together. I like that. Our, say, say it again, our stupid, Gosh, prideful, to, moronic ways. Yeah, yeah, something along that lines. I'd have to listen to the tape again to hear exactly what I just said but there. That, but, but I think you're right. 
that, that without God, we're all morons. Because we're guys, and we do have a, we do have a, as you said, um, especially, oh yeah, we're Western Southern guys. So that's even worse. It's because, all full ahead. Because we all, we all want, you know. Crank the engine, let's get there now. <laughs> and we pull through it. It's yep. the way we are. And, and do it want to plow through without checking with anybody. Well, that just slows the process down. Oh, yeah. So if you cut everybody out, including God, well, and I'm just making my decisions, well, I love these planes. Let's go. <laughs> you know, and so you miss that step. And that's, I think, in this whole lesson to me, at least what I'm getting out of it, that's the lesson is the consultation with God before you leap. Even in the small things. You know, I think of just things in business. Uh, you know, I'm trying new things, and sometimes I don't stop and go, all right, God, what's the right step here? I see it, I take it. Mm-hmm. May be right, may not be right. I'm not taking huge steps, so it's, you know, nothing going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to fall far. Let's put it that way. But we're supposed to remember even in the small things, to come to God for His guidance. Well, I, I know I, I fail at that often. I, I think it's hard. I think it's harder to come to God for the small things than the big things. Because the big things, oh yeah, we we better pray about that. The small thing, ah, yeah. <laughs> do it that way. <laughs> yeah, but, but this no, wasn't a small thing. No, this wasn't. But I think a bunch of small things led to the big decision where they were feeling good. And, and they weren't maybe not small, but it was a bunch of big victories for sure that led to the God's on our side. We need to do this now for and him. Don't, yeah, no, don't, make, yeah, no, don't make that assumption also. Yes. That, uh, that God, that you know what God wants here. Uh, and um, that, I think that's, that's also one, one thing. I mean, Nathan was all, you know, at the beginning, he was all for it. Hey, if, if you know, you, you, why would God leave you now? <laughs> He's here with him. And he goes, let, let's, 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 let's take that extra jump. But, but we're, we're getting toward the end, but I've got, I've got a question to ask here. Um, because in line, in line with what you're saying, and, and, and you could, the fact that this project, this, 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 at least this type of material legacy was, uh, was taken from David, or God, God told him not to, to go through with it, and David obeyed. But what, what was David's takeaway? We never read that he had any regrets about this. So so here's a little speculation. What did he in the end did, did you know what 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 would he what would he have thought about this? Would he re- regretted it ever or or is he would he just made his peace with it? You know, I mean again being human I have done a lot of businesses in my life. I've I've been in a ton of different industries. Um Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm formulating, my, I'm formulating my thought. I know it's a tough question. It's. Uh, mm. What do you think, Robert? I'm wondering if have you ever had that type of experience? We've, we've just talked about it. Have you ever held I, back on something that because you felt the Lord instructed you to? I have a few times. You know, and and, it, and it's always weird because, you know, 
you're looking at it sometimes going, yeah, 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 I see it, I see it, I see it. But in a lot of times, it's that, it's that famous gut feeling, something's just not right from our perspective. And, and now, here, here's a catch. Well, let's talk about a catch to this. And maybe, Kyle, you can chime in on this. Do you find it's harder to do that if you're not walking with God daily like you should? Because I think as guys, if we're walking with God daily like we should, studying, praying, corporate worship, the things we're called as Christians to do, service. If we're doing those things, I think it's easier to hear God. I think when we get, quote, too busy to study, to pray, to do the things we want, we need to do, then we have a harder time hearing God <clears throat> as we listen to those. Don't you think? I mean, well, I yeah. That. If I, you're not in a regular regiment, mm -hmm. the static is there. Mm -hmm. And there was a oh, lot of static going on static. in David's world at this moment. As we, you know, you know, there was the vark, there was partying, there was all sorts of things. Yes, and it was Nathan the, who brings them. Yeah, Nathan and he ends with the first wife to do. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's all party. You're the king. And then you're more or less in peacetime. I mean, you've settled in. So it's a big party now. You know. Um, Particularly if, if what we're thinking that next week's lesson, we're going to talk about David's conquest, is chronologically before this. Right. Then, yeah. Then, then for sure. More sense. But. You know, to my earlier point, you you asked, what is he thinking? You know, I think part of human is the regret of certain things that you wanted. Just not being able to let it go. God, you know, I really wanted that business to work out. Whatever that is. You know, and your entire life you can regret it. Even if you've made peace with the fact that my business failed, or I had to sell out, or whatever. Maybe you made a ton of money, but you should have still been in that business. Whatever that turn was in your life, and for David, not being able to build the temple that he wanted to do. You know, I, I think that he would have felt some of that no matter what. And I, I'm looking at this, this one line um, verse 25, where he's talking back to God. Do as you promised. And that's a big leap. That's saying, all right, God, I'll step away from my plans. That I'm already, my architect's already drawn it up. The lumber's already been ordered. Whatever. You know, uh, I'm creative licensing here, of course. But he stepped back from that, but I think, hopefully he didn't, but I think there's always a little bit of regret. You know, there's a business in my life that I wish we could have made work. You know, because um, I think now, the man I am today, I would extremely excel in that business. But then again, God's plan, I wouldn't be the man I am today if my life hadn't taken a lot of turns since that business, you know. Um, so do as you promised. And he's really taking a leap of faith in God. You, are, you just told me you're giving me one heck of a lineage. 
do as you promised, Lord, and I will follow your lead. What a prayer. <laughs> what a prayer. <laughs> right? What a prayer. <laughs> right? Amen. And do you think he fully understood that promise? I mean, that that's always the... The disciples didn't understand Jesus <laughs> talking to them straight. That's, that's what they I were idiots mean, a thousand That's a whole other no. He didn't understand. We yeah. don't know. Do as you promise. But he throws... He, he says, I'm trusting it, you. I'm, yes, I'm exactly. trusting you. Do, I mean, and, and I'm trusting that promise. I may, you know, and obviously he knows he's not going to see it. Exactly. It's, 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 You're um, promising something that for my mm -hmm. legacy that I can't even fathom. Mm -hmm. Nowhere to even start to conceive what you truly mean by when they say, from the house of David... Right, two thousand years ago, they'll actually be me. <laughs> well, and and not only that, but and I think that's his greatest leap of faith here. Is that I think he believes that and knows that, not knowing what it means. And he and come to think about it, remember we don't have it here. It's in Chronicles, but Solomon get, he gets told you don't get to build it. Your son's going to build it, and David gets all the stuff together to build the temple. Eventually, he backs off completely from his plans, sort of, but he does get it all together so Solomon can do it easily. Robert, tell us about Man Up on Social Media. Yes, <laughs> so you can find all of us at um, everything from our website, www.manupspiritualoasis.com. That will link you to our Facebook page at man up Land. You can also follow us on Twitter at ManUpSugarLand. And I tweeted out our, famous, our favorite quote tonight without God, all men are morons. Because <laughs> we are the no church answer to her. <laughs> um, so follow us there, all of us. And from, the, from that page, you will, get, you will get to our SoundCloud. Where you'll find where you'll find all 108 podcasts after tonight. All the preceding 107s at this mm -hmm. moment are all out there so you can find all the podcasts. Um, so follow us. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We really enjoy interacting with our audience through our social media page. Um, now that I've semi-settled into my summer home, as my wife refers to it. We are No, I do not have a summer home. I'm living in a rent house where my house is rebuilt from a busted pipe. Uh, but now that we're more or less settled in, I'm hoping to come up, come in and get some blogging done out on the site. And I'm kind of, I may blog a little bit about our our experience with our house because mm -hmm. we've had an interesting four weeks or so. And well, here's hoping that gets taken care of as soon as as fast as possible. At least they're building that. You're going to build your own house. Yes, uh, Kyle. Any closing thoughts? Just an interesting thing, and I don't have a clip. Maybe we can pull this or something. I um, was listening to the radio today as I was, I was going to a work event, and um, KSBJ, our, one of our local Christian radio stations here, uh, if you're not familiar with it there, um, they're on their uh, fun drive, fundraising drive. Uh, Shareathon. Shareathon, thank you. And um, so they do a lot of talking. Whereas a lot of times it's, it's radio and music, or music, rather. And uh, they played this clip. 
and uh, go out and find it. Listen to it, YouTube it, it should be easy enough to find. Steve Harvey, I'm going to call it Intro to God, is what I'm going to call this. If you search any, it's got to come up. It was about a, I don't know, two-minute intro. <laughs> and, you know, Steve Harvey, he's a very boisterous guy. And I'm going to give an introduction to the guy that needs Steve no Harvey, introduction. Introduction to Christ. <laughs> introduction I, I to Christ. I literally so typed it in the YouTube. Introduction to Christ. Uh, one, two, three, four, there five, you go. six versions of it. It <laughs> It'll be is fantastic. <laughs> Put it on our website, whatever. I'm probably it, going to, at least it, the Facebook it, page. It kept me enthralled from the moment he started all the way till he finished the way he pieced it together as a comedian and using that wonderful talent that he is. Uh, it was suspenseful as to what he was going <laughs> to say next. Um, go find it. All I got. Okay. Well, thanks again. Uh, be with us next week. Uh, as we, I think we're going to talk about David's winning streak. Uh, he along with the Houston Astros. I'll just... <laughs> I'll just yeah. throw that out because uh, I have to. And uh, <laughs> a plug for Bill. He would have loved being here for this lesson because it actually has the word awesome in the text. Oh, oh. Uh, verse 23, very bottom of that page. Last line on the, the big page has the word awesome. Awesome and wonders. I, and it is linked awesome on our wonders. Twitter account. All right. <laughs> uh, there you go. All okay. Right. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, uh, Robert Koshu, Kyle Trahan. Be with us next week. You've been listening to Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions. And we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.